it's like uh it's like ghosting your girlfriend <laughs> and then like two months later just shooting a text out and being like hey you up <laughs> what are you doing tonight <laughs> Oh, straight up. <laughs> straight up. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. It's been a long time since I've been able to say that. Welcome back to the Know Nothing Nerds podcast. Uh, I I don't want to say, like, we're back. Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we haven't had a terrific uh, track record. <laughs> but we're here now. We're, we're here now, we're, yes. We're here. We're sending sorries. We uh, we sent out, uh, we, we did the, what's the flower website? Oh, uh, one eight hundred one eight hundred flowers. Yeah, yeah. we, we sent everyone flowers. Uh, yes, we're, we're very sorry for for our absence. We but. Uh, we made a lot of promises that we ultimately failed on, but hey, we're humans. We're humans. We're humans. We're humans. We're not Jedi's or anything like no, that. No, we're not. No. Which is funny that you mentioned Jedi's. I That's going to be kind of like the main topic of today. Yeah. Want to call this out just from the get-go. Uh, we had a big snowstorm yesterday. It was really cold outside. I kind of have a stuffy nose today, so I'm apologizing for my yep. sniffs in advance. I'm going to try and like kind of edit those out a little bit, but it's it, we're humans. We're humans. You should see said. it. The microphone is already covered in like snot and goo. It really, it's kind of It looks like that, uh, that egg stuff that the uh um the fucking uh the mando the man in the mando series uh, yeah 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 the egg suka suka there we go suka micah is covered in orange suka it's star wars season it is it's time to discuss star wars it is uh, this is, uh, should we just call this episode one? <laughs> <laughs> well, episode uh, one. Uh, that might turn some people away, you know? Yeah, yeah no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, we are on, since like we just did like rants and stuff like that, where's, we're on episode 53, yeah. technically. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 53, Star Wars The Mandalorian. Yes. They said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. Would you agree? So, before we get into talking to The Mandalorian, uh, uh, there's a few things that I want to bring up. Yes. Um, from previous podcasts. So the last one we did back in like the Stone Age, now, <laughs> um, it chapter two. Yeah, uh, we had a small discussion in there that got me in a little bit of trouble with my girlfriend. Uh oh. Um, take a wild guess at which thing got me in trouble with my girlfriend. Uh which subject we discussed? Yes. Uh it's something that you love, and I don't so much. It's something that I love. And you, Avatar? No, no. Oh, I was going to say, we've been talking about Avatar a lot on the podcast. Something that I love and you don't love. The prequels. No. Uh, 
something that a female typically would be into. What are you trying to say about me, Twitch? That you're 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 into female <laughs> things, apparently. That's I don't fair. know. That's fair. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. Long walks on the beach. Yes, Downton Abbey. Ah, dude, that movie was amazing. I've we heard. I've about heard. that after Star Wars. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm gonna circle back to that. I'm writing that down on my notes. But you got yelled at. I got yelled at because, uh, uh, yeah, because I did not like Downton Abbey uh, as much <laughs> as y'all did. What? Yeah. Um, but uh, I love my girlfriend still. There's, you know, but funny thing from that, because we kind of got in an argument after that whole thing came out. Because yeah. my, my, my take goes back to the whole, the whole good versus entertaining. Right. I can claim that I know Downton Abbey is good yeah. critically. Yeah. Like it's it's amazing writing, amazingly performed. The, the camera sets, work, the yeah, sets, the, the everything camera is work stellar. Is just awesome. But is it entertaining to me? Fuck no. And and that's something that maybe what's funny is I'm having a lot more of an understanding outlook on that. Yeah. Maybe because it's been so long since I've been around you, a critic. Yeah. That I'm starting to like go back to my old self and being like, that's fine if you didn't enjoy it. Yeah. That's not for me to hate yeah. you on. There are plenty of things that you love that I don't enjoy. Exactly. That's okay. Exactly. There, there's no problem. And that's, there. that's where I'm at. That's what I'm getting where, where I'm at with that type of stuff. But it's funny because we got into kind of a, like, a, an argument about it and we kind of came up with a deal that uh if we ever get in a fight and we're getting too heated on something yeah our code word now is downson abbey <laughs> and like what, what does that mean like you're gonna circle back now and be like everything's okay yeah 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 exactly our Gets relationship is more important than whatever this yes, is yes yes we're <laughs> I mean, just gonna say downson abbey <laughs> i like that that's good yeah, that's yeah. good down Abbey, saving your relationship. Yes, that's the. That's it's the kind of ironic because you know I'm not a huge fan of it, but like, <laughs> but, it's, it's become but look a what part it's done of the for you. Look what it's done for you. <laughs> I actually we just watched the movie again last okay. night. Gotcha. Uh, which is why I freaked out about that and didn't think yeah. about it. But I definitely want to talk about that after uh, the Mandalorian. But we have three episodes of. Mandalorian. Correct. Uh, and they have all been masterpieces. Episode two, less than. Episode two yes. so far has been my least favorite episode yes. of Mandalorian. Yeah. But again, that's like, it's still a nine out of ten. <laughs> it is so refreshing and good. Because this this series is the first time in a long time that Star Wars fans have had the same reaction to right. Everybody like is on board. A universal for love for this. Yeah. Like, and I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm put setting aside the animated series. I know the clone wars was but even the clone wars, huge like, and stuff like that. But like, as far as live action goes, like this is the first time where everybody's like, now this is fucking star Wars. Yeah. This yeah. is what we've wanted. Yeah. And you finally got somebody in place that's given it to us, right? Dave so, Fellini and Dave, like who, who's been around, like he he he's been doing Clone Wars yes. since season two, I believe. Yep. Uh, but he's been involved in Star Wars forever, yeah. And then to see Favreau come in, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like the 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 guy who basically gave us the Avengers, yes, he gave us the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Like without him and uh, Kevin Feige, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe wouldn't would have, not have happened. It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so funny, like, John Favreau's kind of had this weird relationship with the entertainment world. Um, he came out as kind of a, a 
like an underdog, like Golden Boy almost yeah. and stuff. Like he wrote Swingers, which was a fantastic film back in the nineties. Um, that starred him and uh Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. I got um, you. Uh Oh, I could see his name on the tip of my mind. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kickball. I want to see or if you, dodgeball. I, I want to see if you can get it. This is from Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it start, it's got a V in it. Yeah, it's got two Vs in it. Vince Vaughn. Nice. There we go. There we Stretch. go. Nice. Oh, whew, that would have made me have an aneurysm <laughs> if I couldn't have come up with that. But, like, he started out, and he was, like, this great independent guy and everything, and then he started to get more work in Hollywood, and... Uh, some of the films that he created and they wrote and directed and, or he directed were not, were seen more as like a Hollywood, big Hollywood blockbuster yeah. flop type deal. Right. Um, like he did Cowboys and Aliens, which is a God awful <laughs> movie. Um, then he did Jungle Book, which was, uh, it was okay. I liked it. It was, but to be fair, I don't have a ton of memories of the OG yeah. Jungle Book, so I didn't have a ton yeah. to compare it to. I wasn't even that. It just didn't feel like it. Sure. There was some cool stuff to it, but it was like it was more for me. It was more spectacle than it was more of story. a James Cameron movie. Yeah, like wow, this uh, is cool. And then uh, he he did Iron Man two, which was probably the aside from Thor Dark World it's probably the least favorite of the MCU films um, I think Thor Dark World might take the cake in like least liked MCU films but um, I hear as still kind of an outsider to the MCU I hear more people say the Dark World sucked than yeah Iron Man 2 yeah um, but needless to say like he's done some fantastic films like he's done some fantastic yes. acting Iron Man 1 is amazing as far as a film. As far Stellar. as, like, character storytelling and stuff like that, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, I've dissected that movie before, and it's, like, so it's good stellar. on so many levels. It's incredible, yeah. Um, he also directed, wrote, directed, and produced an independent film of his called The Chef, which is one of my all-time favorites. Films. Such a good Actually, I want to watch that today. It's my number <laughs> it's two. So, it's my number two. It is two. such a good movie. I didn't like it initially when it came out, but then I, like, rewatched it. And I really understood what he was doing with yeah. the movie. And it totally makes sense yeah. to me um, why he was doing the film. I just so, have to, like, I have to make sure that's one of those, like, movies that I watch when I've done a really good workout that day. Because uh-huh. I typically, I'll, like, I'll see it, and, like, a quarter of the way through, I'll pause and be like, yeah. raid, the, raid the pantry. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, make, make a mess of the kitchen thinking that I'm going to become Emperor Lagasse yeah. now, you know? And John Favreau, he's got to, he, he understands character. But he also understands um, the need for the best way I could put it is like a more Hollywood spectacle type story. And I think that that's one of the things that makes the Mandalorian so awesome is because we're doing a gr- we're, we're seeing real human emotion. Yeah. Character um, through the Mandalorian um, and the decisions that that character has to make. But we're also seeing it in a very Star Warsy way, which is like. Love it or hate it, Star Wars is very much a Hollywood like film. Like it's like yeah, meant you, to be a blockbuster. It's yeah. meant to be. It's not meant to be this like super independent like uh, like Reservoir Dogs type deal. And no, stuff it's like a big that. deal. It's it's meant for like easily digestible. Like yeah, you're supposed to be able to see it and understand exactly what the hell is going on right. immediately. Right, and and, and the. 
the 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 feeling of adventure i think is the biggest part yeah. of star wars for me so when you have like dare i say more like han solo feeling movies yeah, yeah, where yeah, it's a little yeah. smaller scale yeah. uh or a bit like a bit less necessary yeah you know what i mean where, where this story feels important yes. to the star wars universe you know what i mean uh what i wish happens next we'll kind of future plan a little bit with like the the future of favreau and star wars yeah because they're gonna keep favreau on for star wars now you that, know what i mean like the, the next step is you yeah. start to see like more mcu people coming in you know what i mean yeah. um like, like I, I don't know but but you i would like to see star wars branch out of this skywalker episode one to episode nine correct thing because that's where all of Star Wars, all of mainstream Star Wars has been contained in, yes. including like this new, the new Star Wars game that came out that was uh-huh. phenomenal, uh, the new Star Wars book that came out, which was also phenomenal. But like everything that has come out since the prequels, I suppose, has all been during that like yeah. Clone War and then Empire. Yeah. Uh, phase of Star Wars, but yep. you have like Knights of the Old Republic. You have stuff way in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like I. I don't know this is 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 episode nine like current day Star Wars. Well, technically not because a long time ago, yeah, the galaxy yeah, yeah, far, yeah. far away. But like, I I just feel like they could branch out more. Yeah, and George Lucas has gone on record saying that like the the big important event of Star Wars was this was Skywalker's was journey. Skywalker's journey, but. There's got to be something else. But the the thing is about that universe is that, like, the universe that Lucas and the rest of the people that are with Star Wars had created something so big. And, like, uh, yeah, uh, I think who I think it was Werner uh, Warzog that uh, said during an interview uh, that they were creating a new mythology. And, like, if you look at it, like, that's exactly what it is. Like, we we have a contemporary like similar with like the way comic books are and stuff like that we have a contemporary mythology that is created by humans and stuff that has a full history just yeah. like if you look at like the old works of like greek writings and right. stuff like that or the romans and stuff like that all like hercules uh, uh uh achilles and stuff like that all of them had their own history yeah and like very expansive, interconnected, if you will, yeah. and stuff. They all lived lives. They all lived lives. Yeah. And, like, Star Wars, that universe is the same thing. Right. Like, it's so big, and we built up a mythology around it that that story can expand in oh so many directions. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I think that it's cool with The Mandalorian because, like, yeah, it does take place during the end of the Empire. So it's in between uh, the end of Return of the Jedi pre force awakens right it does take place in that but it's adjacent from that story yeah yeah which is fun because it gives us a different side right and it still has like it still has some tie-ins to keep things familiar yes uh like obviously baby yoda being probably the biggest not yoda though tie-in piece not yoda i agree it's definitely not (laughs) yoda that's what some people have thought you can't have normal aged yoda in the prequels and then him suddenly de-age for Mando and then get all, like, that's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, I, have an, I have an interesting theory about that. We can get into that later. Yeah. Theory, theory crafting and stuff like that. But um, 
you still have like those things to keep it grounded. Yes. Uh, in like the Star Wars Star Wars verse, but I agree with you. Like like having a show about the Mandalorians definitely opens up a lot of possibility for them. Now they only have um, they only have five episodes left. I think this season they're only doing eight episodes. Oh, eight? I saw nine. Is did you see I nine? Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't know if it's anything's been official, but. Regardless, five or six, seven episodes left. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, like, expansive they can get this time around, but Favreau's already said that, like, they've written season two. Which wouldn't like, surprise me. When, they, already... when they got halfway through season one, they must have realized they had struck gold. Yes. So so Disney gave them the raids on that. I think they just wanted to kind of pilot run this to see. I, I think that what they're if, – if Favreau and the rest of the team are playing it right, they had already planned out – well into the future. They already, like they said, like, all right, this is where the Mando starts. Yeah. Ultimately, this is where we'd like him to and end. And that's what I think the genius of bringing someone like Favreau in. Yeah. Is it something that we've discussed many times on the podcast of, like, uh, with, I think, like, uh, the Stranger Things effect. Where yeah. it's like, you have these two new guys come in, mm-hmm. and they've never done something like this before. So they put 100% of their energy into season one, and then it's a breakout hit, and you think, fuck, now what do we do? What do we do? Yeah, right. exactly. Whereas you have Favreau, who's like, no, 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 no. We have to think bigger picture exactly. here. We have to think season exactly. two, season three, season four. Yeah. So you have someone who has experience in doing that with the MCU now coming into Star Wars. That gives me confidence, at least, to be like, yeah, I, I, I'm into it. Second yeah. or third season of this. Yeah. yeah. And there's potential for Favreau to also um, be, if I think it might have been said or something said about it, where he's possibly going to be brought into the new set of Star Wars trilogies. Love it. Um, him and Dave Fellini, which yeah. is awesome. I kind of hope they kick out uh, D&D. <laughs> they did. Oh, they did? Yeah, they got fired. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. I didn't know that. I got some Game of Thrones stuff that I want to talk about later. Oh, but, that's crazy. We'll, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll brush out the, the uh, D&D thing. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fucking guys deserve it. <laughs> Sorry to say, but... <laughs> You can't escape the heat, David uh, and Dan. You can't escape the heat. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry to say. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens with Star Wars now. It ga- it gave like I texted you about it and I said I have hope for Star Wars now. Like, yeah, it's so like this feels fresh well, uh, and uh, right after you texted me and said fuck the mandalorian yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> let it go on record <laughs> that at first you you played with my heart by I saying totally that you did. didn't totally enjoy did. that <laughs> <laughs> i i did want to mess with him like that but like i i really do feel like we're going to get back to like the star wars that brought people together versus like actually making a separation yeah um and I do have some some something that you'll be happy to hear as we're on Star Wars currently. I am I'm ready. I recently decided to rewatch The Last Jedi. Ooh, uh-oh. I have goosebumps already. I have slightly become more of a fan of The Last Jedi. Ladies and there gentlemen. There is still a lot of stuff that bugs hey, the shit out of hey, me in that film. And guess what? The movie's flawed. But guess what? <laughs> So is episode one, two, three, four, five. It's very six, true. Seven, very true. Eight. There will be flaws in nine. There are flaws in every Star Wars. I do understand out. what uh, Ryan Johnson was going for in some of it, in some of the decisions yeah. he made. 
like the the flip in the lightsaber like i will say that like at first glance i was like yeah it was kind of a fuck you to jj but at the same time like i get what he was saying sure, with sure, it. Sure, like, sure, sure, sure. he was doing it as a character decision it does kind of fit in with the quirkiness of of star wars if you want to be 100 so all the fans were saying that that was out of character that that like, is something that is too too uh too cheesy for star wars i'd be like mm, i don't think you can be too cheesy nah, for star wars when you have nah. 3po and yeah so like i i did turn around with it now there is still like i did not some of the side story stuff was like really fucking ridiculous the post stuff was ridiculous especially with uh right. what's her bucket um purple haired lady Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I I honestly kind of like forgot her name because I don't like her at all. The uh, fact that she kept their plan hidden. I talked. I talked about that from the with, team. Like, my frustration was like, that. "Are you fucking kidding me? Like yeah. you're all trying to get away. You should be on a united front. Spill the beans. Like right. who do you think there's going to be somebody that's on board with you, uh, especially in your main uh, group of people?" that is actually working for the empire and they're going to leak that stuff. Like come the fuck. On. I, I did not like that plot line yeah. uh, at all. I'm still looking for her name. I put it in star Wars episode eight. Yeah. And the it's rise of vice Skywalker admiral something, right? Uh, almost said vice, vice admiral, admiral. Vice admiral. It, it showed up. And, but it on Google, but it didn't give me the whole thing because it it's a cuck. Show me the fucking name, dude. We're gonna get it, I promise. That frustrated me. Uh, one thing that I didn't like was uh, people who complained about the fuel. We are going back and we've watched one episode of Star Wars every week, which will lead us up. You know how I like to do yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, leading up to uh, episode nine, we just finished the original trilogy. And there are, like, three times in those movies where you hear references to fuel, and you also, like, see ships being fueled up. Yes. So it's like, fuel has been in Star Wars. Yep. Story, case closed. Vice Admiral Holdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was, like, What's her name? someone with H. That is yeah, so, yeah. Uh, no wonder I ha- almost said Vice Admiral Hordor. Hor- Hodor. <laughs> H- Hodor. <laughs> hold the ship! <laughs> hold, hold the plan! Don't but tell I, I will admit that was such a spectacle to see the ship oh go God. from light speed into the fucking. Uh, when we saw it in theater, yeah, and and when when my buddies and I saw it, like every time I went and saw that in the theaters, the, the it was like dead fucking silent. Yeah, except I think yeah. the first time when you and I saw it, there was like one person who was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, like wait out front, like orgasmed yeah. a little bit." Yeah. <laughs> That was probably one of the coolest, coolest like visual moments in yeah. that movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Snoke went out like a bitch. I will. That will always. Dude was pointless. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I I listened to an interesting uh, breakdown of those though. It's like a comparison between uh, Vader and uh, and Kylo, and Kylo was like trying to to become Vader. Yes. And he's like, and I, I'm going to butcher this description. I don't even remember where it came from, so I can't credit the person, but uh, he was like, he, he said, you know, Vader was, or, or Kylo was trying to become Vader, uh, like in the obsessions and evil stuff. Yeah. And, whatnot. and like, 
part of what had to happen for Kylo to take total control was to like usurp his leader. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he, he had to rise above uh, Snoke in a way that Vader could not rise above Sidious. Like Sidious had all the strings being pulled and it wasn't until like the very, very, very end when Vader finally overthrew Sidious, but it, it meant turning to the good side for Vader. Correct. That was like his downfall. Yeah. And Kylo almost showed, and I, I am very careful when I say this. Kylo almost showed like a stronger connection to the dark side and maybe a more powerful Sith than Vader. Yeah. Because he was able to kill his leader beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a su- I understand it from the story point of view, what was happening there. Cause we're shown that like right after that moment, after like they take out, he takes out Snoke and then they take out his guard and stuff like that. We have that moment between With him Hux and Ray. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, between yeah. him and Ray, where he has clearly not done it for yeah. the motives of being good. Like right, he's right, clearly right, right. done it as a way of like, I can be better. I, I am the than captain him. now. Yeah, I am yeah, the captain yeah. now. Like I, I understand. He, sa- he says from it again to Hux. Of that and stuff. Yeah, but it was just like, eh, you kind of just put a bitch character in there. Yeah, as far as like, if if that was the end goal, they could have done something different with yeah. Stoke. Like they could have given him a more rounded arc yep. before he died or yep. something like that. Or like, I don't know. I don't know. We don't need to get into that. Favorite parts of the Mandalorian for you right yeah. now. What, what, what are some of the favorite things you've seen? Favorite things. Um, definitely uh, finding out more about the Mandalorian yeah. um, people and stuff like that. Um, Cause we did, we did get a little bit of them. Uh, in the prequels and stuff like that, you did get a little bit of them in the Clone War cartoons and stuff. Yeah, but like we didn't know anything about them except for like they had a cool looking costume from the original trilogy, and That's... they're like cold blooded killers. Yeah, yeah except yeah, for yeah. the two in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like we get that and stuff, but now we're getting to see a little bit more about who these people are. They're not all just bounty hunters. Like, yeah, we do see that they have a code. They yep. do have like a very um, uh, very like, uh, uh, morality line. Yeah. This yeah. is good. This is bad. Um, this is the way like, this, that's is, this is literally the way. Yeah. This is the way. Um, so it's cool to see that, that, uh, history starts to unfold yeah. like in real time. Uh, Werner Horzog, Amazing. Lee. Oh my God. He is so little time on the screen. Every single moment is captivating. Absolutely incredible. That guy is he, the guy surpasses talents. Yeah, like, the guy is an amazing director, amazing documentarian, and he's a killer performer. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I watched the uh, Facebook Live uh, Mando screening that they did, where they did uh, some Q and A with uh, some of the cast and then also right. the directors, um, plus Dave Fellini and John Favreau. And um, uh, Carl Weathers was talking about working with uh, Werner Horzog. Uh, Werner Horzog. I can't even say his fucking I, name. I, right. I say very American. I say Werner Herzog. Like yeah, that's how yeah. I've always just said it. I'm just saying it now because I've heard them say that's it that it, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that's definitely how it's pronounced. The guy's German, so like <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, but Carl Weathers was talking about like working with him and just being completely blown away 
um, with the scenes with him yeah. in it. Being like, the guy comes in, he's worked with performers and stuff, but the guy's like, he wasn't Werner uh, Herzog in that moment. He was the, the general. Yeah. He was yeah. the general. Like, right. there was no distinction. Like, it was just completely him. That is definitely, that's probably my number one. Sure. Um, and then just the little, uh, I got to say, the uh, little touches of humor that are just like, they're not big moments. They're not, they're not overpowering. They're not overpowering. They're, not um, they're just enough. Yeah. Um, I, I really like those uh, yeah. moments and stuff like yeah. that. So, and then it's a smaller scale. That's the other thing too. Right. Like Star Wars, the first movie was not big scale. Yeah. There was a lot of empty space. It's and pretty in this show personal. Is pretty empty space yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like the prequels were, like where there's just like eye candy everywhere. Uh, everywhere and, and like massive, yep. like everything, like massive yep. everything. And now it seems like uh, the, the the sequel trilogy is also leaning toward that like massive oversized yep. spectacle. Yep. And I'm not complaining about that because, you know, I'm a millennial with an yeah. attention span of a squirrel, so I need those yeah. things, you know what I mean, <laughs> to keep me going. Um, so I appreciate those, but but at the same time, it is nice to then also see a modern-day Star Wars story being told on a smaller personal yeah. level. Because, like, even with, uh, like, uh, so obviously the smaller scale for Episode Four: A New Hope, um, was needed to be smaller scale because they didn't have the budget. Right. They didn't have the money for it. They didn't it. have the technology. They didn't have the technology right. or anything for it. So it was forced to be, the sets were less. The The amount of people that it could have is a lot less and stuff like that. But then they came around with Empire, and Empire had a way bigger budget, at least double if not triple what the original budget was sure. of the first one. Yeah. But they still kept it they like relatively small, but they just did better designed sets. The sets that were on, like, the uh, Star Destroyer uh, and everything like that, fucking beautiful. Amazing. They still did, beautiful. The, they still did the paintings. On yeah. The, like, th- those were great. And then in, in Jedi was a huge movie. Yep. But still much smaller in comparison to, say, Episodes 1, 2, 3. Correct. Or even 7 and 8 Correct. that we've seen right now. And I think that that's and good. And what we've seen in, uh, for trailers in Episode 9, there's some stuff that I've seen in Episode 9 that get me so excited for the movie. Mm-hmm. But then I see like Star Destroyers coming out of the water. Yeah. And I see like people riding on horseback on Star Destroyers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? And shit like that. Like it doesn't necessarily make me nervous, but it does make me like scratch my head and yeah. be like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, what's the sense of scale here? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm curious. Yeah. Could not be more excited. Yep. But curious, yeah. Um, I'd say uh, 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 Ludwig uh, Goranson, who did the the music, oh, for the Mandalorian, dude. Yeah, yeah, knocked yeah. it out of the park. Yep. Um, I have spoken. I think is a. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude! Yes. <coughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Some of the best, like quotables. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Already, uh, Baby Yoda has been great too. Yep. Um, but episode three as a whole. I think it was phenomenal. Yeah. Episode one really set the stage for what the Mandalorian was going to be. 
uh, it was like high paced action, but then it yeah. also had slower, more character driven moments. Yes. I think it was incredible. Episode two is a more like rompy episode where like he gets the ship torn apart. That was really the whole yeah. point of that episode. Uh, you do have the egg and it is the first time we see baby Yoda do the force. Yep. Uh, but other than that, it's just sort of like, this is, this is cool. I like yeah. this a lot, but uh, in, in episode uh, three of the Mandalorian, I think is like a really good comp- compilation of those smaller story elements, but also these heart pumping action moments yeah. where you really get to see the Mandalorian, yes. like, like fuck shit up. Yes. And it's cool because we're, we're seeing two genres blending together in this series. We're seeing Westerns for sure. The yeah. Mando represents that lone gunman that comes in riding in and like, uh, running in on sunset and in the sunset and stuff like that to save the day. Yeah. Questionable morality. Like sure. he's not good. He's not bad. Right. Um, so like, it's very much in line with the spaghetti Westerns, like specifically with the ones with like Clint, Clint Eastwood, yeah. like, good, bad, and ugly. Um, but then we also have some samurai influence, uh, samurai film influence, um, to this, uh, type of movie. That's where like the, the Mandalorians themselves come into play specifically right. in episode three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they start to get more into that, like lore. It, it does yes. feel very Eastern. You're right. Yes. <laughs> it's like this East first West. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. not quite as gangster. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it's really cool to see it. Yeah. When they, when the uh, other Mandalorians come to his uh, aid, at the end of the episode, it's just like, oh my god! It was, uh, it, yeah, it was, it was uh, this huge like amalgamation of things, which yeah. I liked, and like because the first time you see other Mandalorians, they're they're fighting. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, yeah, it is truly a brotherhood because then they come back at the end and they're yes. like, "Hey, we still got you, man." Yeah, yeah. You know, even though you know we have our differences and we fight all the time, but but we're still family. But they're and it shows it shows that they they're tied to their their code yeah. in this yeah. because uh this is the way like no matter what you do you stick to that way and that's the code that you live by um and like i've got a feeling it's more of a morale morality code because from what we see during the flashback sequences like the mandalorian people got fucked over right. by the empire um pretty bad so they, which is kind of funny that uh, Boba Fett was working with the Empire, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's besides the he, point. He was like he was gone rogue. What did yeah, he say? Yeah, yeah. He was gone rogue. Um, but I got a feeling that 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 being a part of him is that they want to watch out for those that are being taken advantage of by the Empire. Um, yeah. So that's why ultimately, like the Mando ends up rescuing baby Yoda in the end. Um, and that's why all the other Mandos, they say they're, they're there to protect their brother. So they come so in. So they jump into the rescue. Yeah. 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 Despite the fact that now they do have to give up their, their hidey hole now. Right. But like, that's something that I'm excited to see uh, what's going to happen in like later episodes. Like, yeah. Is, is that kind of where we head? Cause we still have to see Bill Burr. Um, there's still, which I'm so excited for. I love it when he does like these little cameo type things. Yeah, like, I know. Breaking Bad, oh my God, seeing Bill Burr and Breaking Bad was fucking amazing. I didn't know he was in Breaking oh, Bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. Um, 
Also, uh, uh, the the girl who's in there, she hasn't come in yet. She oh, Gina, totally, uh, Gina on. Carino, uh, the MMA chick. Yeah, yeah, sure. She was in Deadpool. Oh, that's how I yeah. recognize her. Right, yeah. right, right. So she still has to show up. So like, we have we have some things there. Uh, Taika Waititi was the he's droid. Gonna, he's going to direct one of the episodes. He's going to direct one. Too. Yeah. Did you see Jojo Rabbit? No, I still haven't seen it. It's on my list. I want to so bad. I try to tangent really quick. So since I got uh, on the Alamo thing, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, I've seen every bastard. fucking movie that's ever come out. Oh, you lucky bastard! The Lighthouse, ten out of ten. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Nope, because don't have the time. Don't uh, really have the money. I know. I know. I don't. Are you still have on the, the waiting time. list? Yes. Okay. Apparently. As soon as you get in, man, you're coming with my friend and I because yeah. we go. We try and go every Thursday. Okay. Uh, we haven't gone obviously this coming week. Yeah. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, but uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. Um, but we we go every Thursday, so you have to you have to get in on it. Yeah. As soon as they, like they they let you in, but uh, Judge Rabbit I saw twice. It was so good, flawless. Yeah. Taika Waititi was hilarious. So I'm excited to see what he does on the Star Wars episode. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I think the show all in all is a ten out of ten right now. I would, I it's a ten out of ten for me too. Ten yeah. out of ten. Yeah, like so far. And, and and the fact that I'm saying that early on is is encouraging because yeah, because it tells me that, uh, like pre climax, this is what we already think of the show. Yes. So I have really high hopes for it. Yeah. Um, I would like us because we're kind of doing a return to form on the no nothing there uh, i don't know if you've you've figured that out now yes i have, episode I have. T- no no, no the, the the viewers the oh, audience oh gotcha uh, uh because of the uh the music at the beginning and and things like that we're not going to do a questionnaire today today we won't but, but i would like time... to revisit maybe at the end of the mandalorian yeah to do like a to do a uh questionnaire and yeah. then just also like put some final thoughts on on our views of it yes um but do you have any final things that you'd like to say? Um, uh, I'm just excited to see where it goes. Um, I think it's so awesome that Pedro Pascal is the one that's playing the Mando. Yeah. Yet I doubt we're going to ever see that beautiful face of his. Oh, I know. <laughs> but but his voice is so good. It's so fitting. It's so, so fitting. fitting. He's such um, a badass. Yeah. You know, you know, soft spoken yeah. guy, but also just like too awesome. He he is he's seriously the only thing that I liked about the Sand Snakes uh uh the uh Dar- the Dorn Dorn's um plot line yeah. in Game of Thrones. Like yeah. he was the only reason why I was attached to them at all. I agree. I agree. Um, uh and when we come back for the break we'll actually talk about Game of Thrones cuz that was a good. Yeah. That was a good little segue there, but I've never like questioned my sexuality, but seeing <laughs> Pedro on the screen. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know, man. Yeah, I look yeah, at him yeah. like that is one handsome man. Yeah, he's, he's a, a handsome boy. Even, even when you don't even see him, <laughs> he's like he's, he's that handsomeness still comes through. Uh, we're gonna this. This was the end of the Star Wars uh, bit for the episode. Yep. I know that's like what we're titling this episode, but. Uh, we didn't have like we're just at the beginning of Star Wars season right now. We're like yes. the, the new episode hasn't come out. We're not gonna do a whole month of December like we did last year about Star Wars and things like that. Uh, we're just gonna do a little bit of discussion on it today, and that's out of the way now. We'll revisit Mandalorian again when that episode ends, and we will obviously do an episode about Episode Nine. Yeah, uh, but that that's gonna kind of wrap that up. 
Uh, when we come back for the break, we've got a few topics that we want to discuss, just sort of ranty. Yep, uh, little rantiness. And then, and then we'll discuss the future of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you right after the break. So uh, this week, my recommendation is a book called The Trackers. Uh, it's actually a series. It's a four book series by Nicholas Sansbury Smith. I just finished the audiobook of it recently, and it is phenomenal. Uh, the story takes place in modern times where uh, a EMP uh, attack has been placed on America by the North Koreans. And all of the power is knocked out. All the electronics is knocked out over the entire U.S. Um, the main block of the story takes place in Estes Park, Colorado. Ooh. So all our Colorado listeners will like really enjoy that because the guy knows Colorado really well. Um, he really did his homework. Um, but it's it's a fant- fantastic story fascinating the characters are amazing um it really the guy is great at writing stuff that is cliffhanger based so each segment ends on a great cliffhanger and you're just like what the fuck i gotta keep keep going so it's almost like watching a great tv show or a great movie that has great moments of like oh my god what's gonna happen next um you'll keep wanting to listen uh you won't be able to put it down i also have a book recommendation. We're trying to get you people reading out there on this show. Uh, V.E. Schwab, uh, 2016, wrote a novel called A Darker Shade of Magic. Uh, it is a young adult book, which I have serious reservations about. Um, but it is not first person, which meant that I picked it up. I saw that it wasn't first person, and I immediately took it home because I knew that I would read it and enjoy it. Um, it has a lot of, like tropey young adult fiction stuff in it which is kind of hard for me to get by but what makes it really fun is that it's a fair magic system like the magic system makes sense it's fun to read things happen there's actual stakes the world feels real and it's really fun so essentially what it is is there's there's four londons living in this parallel universe thing they're all separate from each other but there are these people whose names i'm drawing a blank on because i haven't read the book in like a month or so that's how long we've been off the air (laughs) and there are these people who can walk through the londons and like basically take information back and forth um one of these doorways gets open, all hell breaks loose. Uh, what I, the other thing that I really appreciate about it is that there's, uh, there is a female and a male lead in the book, and they don't fall in love with each other. It is not a romance novel, and I have serious respect for a young adult uh, author not having some sort of cheesy romance and instead having like a genuine friendship with it. Um, so go check it out, V.E. Schwab, uh, Darker Shade of Magic. Um, yeah, we'll see you. We'll, 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 now we're back for the break. I suck at these now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since we've done an ad break. We're a little rusty. A little rusty. No, no, no. I, I remember what we said. And now back to the show. That's there what we, we said. Go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All 
Ah, we're back to the show. Uh, just got done discussing Mandalorian. Um, if you skip through the first half, I don't why? Know why? How would first of all, how would you even know? What's <laughs> like, the first? True. We it's don't true. have annotations. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're lazy. <laughs> they just guessed. Yeah, yeah. They just guessed. They're like somewhere in the middle. Eh. Oh. Yeah, they guessed right. Uh, who knows? We might be like 15 minutes away from ending. We might be 30 minutes away hopefully from they, ending. Uh, hopefully they <laughs> skip past my dreadful ad break. It's a good book, I swear. It's a good book. Don't listen to my random yellings of it. Uh, so, uh, Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, some news. Yeah, on, some big news. Uh, I do Game know a little Thrones. bit, but apparently you were way more in tune with it. I have, than yeah, I so, uh, uh, Reddit, uh, since Game, I think it's now been like 30 weeks or something like that. Like some, yeah. some huge amount of time since Game of Thrones ended. Uh, and people are still fired up about it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's become one of these things now where it's like, it's not even tired anymore. It's like not even like they're beating the dead horse, but sometimes when I like scroll through Reddit and I see something, I'm like, they're making more and more sense to me. Yeah. Like, like now it's just sad. People Uh, will tweet and they'll be like, I haven't even had any interest in watching game of Thrones theory videos or watching like any follow up stuff or even rewatching the show or anything like that. And I honestly sort of feel the same way. Yep. I sort of, for me, because I did like season eight, and I know I'm not allowed to say that, but I did enjoy Oof. season eight. Um, I just, I so for me, part of it's like that lonely emptiness of knowing that, like, it's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, yep. there's nothing else to, to come from it. But it also just sort of feels like a bad breakup sometimes, where it's like it ended on really bad terms. It to- I totally understand that. And it's funny that you say that because uh, one of the YouTube channels that I absolutely love, New Rockstars, um, they set up a whole different segment and they made a podcast, um, separate podcast called uh, Westeros Daily yeah. that they were going to do. And they were going to continue that Westeros Daily even after the show ended and go back and look at previous things, kind of do a, a, a compilation of all the moments of brand yeah. to kind of like see where it was leading to right, and stuff right, like right, that. Right. It seems like they have lost all interest all, in it and, and because as, as soon as that last, uh, uh, last segment that they did breaking down the last episode came out like, they haven't talked about it yeah. once. Yeah. Um, on their uh, I th- series. Like Nerd Soup, another podcast yeah. that I really adore that, 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 that really like were grounded in game of yeah. Thrones. They don't talk about it anymore. I think and that's what I, I think you nailed it where it's like, it's, it's, it's almost worse than hating it now. It's, yeah. it's, it's uninterested. It, and I think it's because that last season was so anticlimactic in many ways in the grand scope of things, because like, we were building up seven seasons of building up. Now, granted, seven the seventh season was when things sort of got yeah, shaky. It was like, okay, maybe they can pull it out of their ass in yeah. the eighth season and stuff like that. But it had this trajectory of going big, and we thought we were going to get something in uh, the Winds of Winter. We thought we were going to get something different, and yeah. then it completely they completely uh, – Went opposite direction, or they went. In my opinion, they went more Hollywood. Sure, safe yeah. with it, um, with keeping all the main characters alive, 
Right. Um, and making some weird choices, like continuity choices that were just like, I, I, like a right. little off. In the grand scope of things, I love the evil Danny plotline. I think that's clever. Yeah. And, and, and almost anti-Hollywood in that yeah. respect, because you would expect in like a Princess Bride type story to have John and Danny fall in love, mm-hmm. bring peace to the world. You know, they, they said they said Daenerys to true. prison. John and John or they said uh, Cersei to prison. John and Daenerys uh, have a, have kids and the dragons and everyone's they lived happily ever after. So I like that. Like, eh, you yeah. know, it's not how this works in Westeros. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They still have those guts. They like Benioff and Weiss still had guts to do something unexpected. True. But it was just like undeserved. Correct. Quick. Correct. Way too quick. Yeah. And and what I don't like about it, when when I as a fan start to start to agree with like the the mob of the internet who's like this was the worst season of Game of Thrones, <laughs> is like when I hear things like when when Benioff and Weiss say in their documentary, HBO wanted to give us more time, but we yeah. were like, that's when I get a little upset. Is when it's and like you guys could have done this, yes, but. Here was the problem. You were thinking about something else. Yeah. You, you, you like you had this sexy younger girl yeah. who's giving you some attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you divorce your wife, even though she like had the best sex. Yeah. She made the best meals. She cooked. <laughs> she she cleaned up. She cleaned up after you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And she yeah. never complained once. Yeah. But this this more attractive young woman, so you yeah. got divorced. Like that's what it felt like to me. Was that yeah. it was like, ooh, look at this thing over here. The grass yeah. was definitely greener seeming to them on yeah. the other side. So they rushed. I something. will. I will give uh, all the people that were attached to Game of Thrones. A, a bone. I'll throw them a bone in in one they way. They were tired. They were tired, and that's that. I get that. I understand that. Like they, I I have this argument all the time with people when they talk about it. Um, they were doing something that has never been attempted yeah. in TV yeah. world before, taking a feature sized thing and bringing it to the small screen. Yeah. Granted, yes, they could have taken more time with it. They could have prepped longer. They could have done that. But all those people that were doing this, and they were doing it in TV time, right? which for them, TV time is a little bit exaggerated because like, they weren't shooting two weeks per episode. Yeah. They were shooting more like a month per right. episode, at least. Like, right. The uh, Winds of Winter was uh, minimum 55 days, I think, if I remember right. And again, going back to that, it's like... What was the point? Of 55 on one. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? um, 55 days on one, one episode. That's exhausting. Exhausting. Yeah. That's exhausting. Um, especially at the scale that they were doing right. and stuff like that. And the fact that they were going to go right into another one right and after the, that. The stories that like the actors tell of like how exhausting it was. I get that. Yeah. I definitely understand that. But I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily necessarily an excuse it's an excuse but it's also something that they could have changed themselves or yeah yeah right like like and and i i get what you're saying like they are definitely treading in ground yeah i think another like epic thing of this scale of like literally uh people growing up doing something i think the other thing that i can compare it to would be harry potter yeah um 
And and this kind of goes back to a little bit of criticism on George, where it's like the creators of the Harry Potter movies had a fully fleshed out Correct. thing to work with. Correct. Even, even though like when the movies started, you know, Deathly Hallows hadn't come out yet, but J- but J.K. Rowling was like, I can do this. Yeah. You guys, you guys start. I'll get done with the books. Yeah. You know, I'll finish those on, on my own time. And 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 I think J.K. Rowling fucking stomped the landing of Harry yeah. Potter. I think that's one of the best fantasy endings that we've had. Uh, so, so the, and then the, the creator's like, well, we'll just do what she did and then we'll yep. be fine. And, and Betty F and Weiss were doing that. And then they no longer had they that no longer opportunity had to that. do it. Yep. So, so some of that, the, not all of the blame can be put on Betty F and no, Weiss. No, 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 I won't, I won't do that. Some of it, but does a lot of it do. can be, and a, a lot, lot of it, needs of it to yes, be. a yes. lot of it needs to be. So this kind of circles back. We'll stay in the realm of game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> So on Reddit, this guy, uh, he he made he, he developed an AI and okay. had it watch a thousand hours of Game of Thrones. Okay. Except for season eight. Oh, okay. And then he had it write the ending. Okay, I'm interested to see what this. So was. I've got uh, he just on Reddit. He just posted a page. I'm sure there's more of it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just because of like the overwhelming response that this got. Uh, but I would love to read you this page. The the last scene of Game read of it, Thrones. Read this it. Read it. This us. is the very end of Game of Thrones according to this man's AI. I'm gonna try and do the voices, but with the cold, it'll yeah, be a little, it'll yeah. be a little tricky. So, uh, Game of Thrones exterior Westeros Northern HBO. Standing on a wall so tall you have to watch is Jon Snow. It's cold. It is Jon Snowing. A raven makes a king's landing. Jon Snow, the bird that is male. I know nothing, but this is our male. Jon Snow takes the bird's letter, but it is no letter. It is Tyrion Lannister, the half-man, half-nothing else. Tyrion Lannister, I am not a letter. But I have a message. My sister is very insane. Jon Snow. I have sisters. Arya. Sana. Bran. I know nothing, but I have sisters. <laughs> Having sisters bonds Jon and Tyrion forever. They stare north until a dragon comes carrying Daenerys, the dragon's mom. Daenerys. I have many long names, so I deserve to lead on the sharp sword chair. Tyrion Lannister, sisters, how many do you have? Daenerys, I possesses zero. I obsess dragons. Tyrion Lannister, John, she is not like us. Kill her. Nothing happens since Jon Snow is dead. A, lo- a, lo- a long battle occurs with horses and houses and hodors. Jon Snow is alive again. Tyrion Lannister, John, you died of unknown lineage. Jon Snow, I did not know. I did not know that tiny canister. I am not a ghost, but I own a ghost. White Walkers walk whitely into fight. Oh Everybody gosh. wants the throne. There are no other chairs in this magical land. <laughs> Daenerys, winter is a song. It is fire. Her dragon son melts the characters dead and burns the wall. The wall screams, and that is mysterious for a wall. The wall... <laughs> the wall removes a big mask because it is Arya in wall oh disguise. My gosh. Yesterday I am a girl. 
Not today. Today I am a wall. Tomorrow, girl. The raven flies away since none of this involves male. The end. Hurts <laughs> my brain. So thoughts. Uh. <laughs> Don't. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oof. Yeah, yeah. So, so I read that at like yeah. eight a.m. Uh, like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And I've been ho- I didn't. I was going to send it to you, but I knew that you we were still planning it. Yeah, to yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I gotta say this on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I read it. And I was like crying, laughing. Yeah. At that, at that. I, the, the end. When it was like the raven flies away. So none of this involves male. That was so good, but but uh, but yeah. So that's how that's how the AI ended. Kudos to AI, man. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> way 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 more unexpected. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My expectations were so subverted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they wanted subversion. They should have had AI last the right. Script, yeah, exactly. Write the last script. It, it would have been way more Ooh. interesting than that. So. In the wake of uh, Game of Thrones ending and all the hate and everything like that, uh, and then the announcement of Benioff and Weiss taking the Star Wars thing, uh, recently, R. Martin went to his George is Not a Blog thing. Uh-huh. He made a post saying he... So he made a post saying that that, uh, that the show dubbed Blood Moon was canceled. Yep. But he said in the wake of that, there's a show about... Uh, called Fire and Blood about the Targaryens that is supposedly in the making. Okay. He said a lot of it has already been written. But then he said this, which is kind of cryptic. He said, and and uh, like there's not much to glean from this because, you know, it's been like 10 years since the last mm-hmm. book came out. Uh, but he said, uh, uh, he, he was like, I want to write an episode or two of Fire and Blood, but... He said he's not going to let himself do that until Wins is published. So everyone was like, okay, that means Wins is almost done. Because if he wants to write the show that's already almost done, mm-hmm. he must almost be close. And there have been kind of like hints and drops of things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So then Game of Thrones official Twitter tweeted two days ago, winter is coming, period. Oh, Gotcha. And everyone was like, oh, my God. Well, actually, everyone was, like, pissed off at that, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull up that tweet because it was a hoot. Um, the responses to that, uh, this 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 did fizzle out. Um, but if I go to HBO right now and then – oh, never mind. Not HBO. I need to go to Game of Thrones. So they tweeted yesterday, winter is coming. And like the receipt, the, the the everyone was like, <laughs> "Season eight remake is coming?" Question mark. <laughs> uh, every, like people are like not interested. I don't care. Uh, t- what shame, shame, shame! People are saying, "I'll never forget." Why do you have to do this? Uh, yeah, there, there, just a lot of. Uh, Winter is disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) So people were people. And then so today, or I guess technically, so that tweet came out two days ago, but then it says news from Winterfell. 
relive Game of Thrones with the complete series on Blu-ray. Oh, Jesus. So everyone was like, was that really what you guys tweeted Winter is Coming about? <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Just yes. Like that announcement yep. for the yep. DVD release, which yep. is like, why would you do that? It's so, because they're trying to make money. It's, I know. So they got to get hype behind yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. but like tweeting Winter is Coming is like. Especially like, being tr- like the Black Friday coming up and stuff like that. So good like, time to buy whatever. Good time. Yeah. I feel like HBO tweeting Winter is Coming is a lot like Trump tweeting The Wall is Coming. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. asking to be like flamed. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like I feel like the 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 social media exec was like shaking as he wrote that yeah, out cuz he yeah. knew. He he, he He's knew like uh going. I don't think this would be a good idea. He's like the execs are like just do it. We just got, do it. We, we, gotta, we have to make money. We got to make money. We have to make money. Yeah. Um so uh in the wake of that too, I canceled my HBO subscription. Yeah. Because Game of Thrones is really the only thing that I was watching anyway, but I know a lot of people also cancel their HBO yeah. subscription. A Watchmen wasn't did. enough for me to want to keep my subscription. Dude, it's so good. I liked, uh, I liked uh, the Righteous Gemstones. I like the Righteous Gemstones, but I also really liked uh, uh, Chernobyl. Oh, Chernobyl! Chernobyl yeah. is fucking awesome. And if they do another Chernobyl thing, I'll re up my subscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, so now the last thing that I want to say regarding Game of Thrones is. Uh, Benny and Weiss left to do the Star Wars thing. And then they said this. There were only so many hours in the day, and we felt we could not do justice to both Star Wars and our Netflix projects. So we are regretfully stepping away. Which is like pouring salt in the wound. Uh, because yes. if they rushed Game of Thrones to do the to Star do Wars the Star thing. Wars stuff. I said this on the podcast. I was like, this Star Wars thing better be the best goddamn Star Wars ever made. Yeah. If they're ditching Game of Thrones for it. And now they're ditching that for Netflix. Yes. So it's like these guys are like, they bounce around more than I do. There's a possibility that they are getting... Um, It's it's a double-edged sword in, in a ways and stuff because, like, Netflix usually gives creators full control. Yeah. So with that in mind, like, they're probably thinking, like, with the Netflix, they're going to be able to have more control. Star Wars is going to be changing in a big, bad way. Possibly in Kathleen, possibility that Kathleen Kennedy is going to be stepping away. Yeah. Um, which that means that a new visionary is going to come in place. Hopefully, John Favreau. That would be so crossed, awesome. Um, that that's the case. Um, him and Dave Fellini working as a team and stuff yeah. like that um, would be awesome, in my opinion. So they might have been thinking like, well, we can't do our own thing. We're going to have to be micromanaged in some way. So yeah. let's just keep it to do our own thing. Also, granted, they could have been doing their own thing because HBO felt like they're very hands off. Yeah. Yeah. Which is All, like, ugh. Also, I feel like uh, they're obviously aware that people weren't too crazy about season eight. You know <laughs> what I mean? There's no way they're ignorant completely. Yeah, and exactly. Think that we, everyone just loved season eight. Unless it, the, the gold in their ears was just like keeping them from. Yeah. Like, like, I bet that played part of it, which is why like they're still like alive. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Like they have just like disappeared or gone into hiding. Yep. But I feel like to say. Okay, uh, we we really split the community with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Let's go do the same thing with Star oh, Wars. God. I'm sure they'll love the, uh, our Star Wars movies. So I'm sure there was like some worry yeah. there, being like, "Oh fuck, 
people didn't like Game of Thrones season eight. They're, what if they hate this one? So yeah. like maybe it just wasn't the right timing for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would like to see a grittier, like, more adult Star Wars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I, I Game of Thrones Star Wars style, that would be fucking interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my opinion, at least. Uh, but but we'll never know. We'll never know. At least now. Yeah. But, but anyway, that, that that's it for the Game of Thrones news. Yeah. Uh, We've now met our quota, so yeah. we can talk about something else now. <laughs> so, a uh, couple things that I want to talk about. Um, even though you haven't, have you watched? Did you watch any of the Watchmen when you no. had HBO? It is so good, so good, and it's it doesn't. Um, it is definitely post uh, the Watchmen comics and stuff. Yeah, but it's not taking from the movie. Like it's right. definitely taking from the original book itself. Um, and it is so good. Um, David, uh, no. Uh, Here's what I'll say while you're looking for that. I, I had not heard that it was good. I've heard a lot of people say that it's not very good. Oh, I, I will argue with them. (laughs) I, I, I watched a brief video that was like, and again, I have no ground to stay on. I am just saying other people's words right now. So don't get mad at me. Uh, I just heard people were saying like it's it's SJW crap. It's very anti male. It's very no. I wouldn't necessarily put it in that realm. Like it's it's definitely there's definitely some social justice type stuff in there. But like it's it's but definitely isn't that kind of like the point of Watchmen. Aren't they like exactly? It, it, Watchmen was a satire of of the culture in the in back in the day and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and that's what this show is doing. It's taking modern like situations that are going on and putting them through a light of a superhero tale, right. essentially. Right. Um, and what the world could be like if it was like that. Um, I love it. I think it's fant- fantastic. The characters are awesome to watch. Um, they're they're very complex in many ways. Sure. Um, the the uh the imagery in it is just like so killer and stuff like that um and the performances are off the chart especially um uh tim blake nelson who plays a character uh looking glass he is basically uh did you see the original movie yeah i love so the he's rorschach movie. okay uh the rorschach type character and it's Awesome. Are they all Rorschach? No, 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 no. Like, I saw a trailer, like, they so, all have masks yeah, yeah. So, the Rorschach uh, people are uh, the 7th Cavalry, and they're basically a Ku Klux Klan type gotcha. people. And, and and Tim, like, Nelson is the head of No, that? no, 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 oh, no, no, okay. no, no. Tim Nelson is a cop. Um, oh, gotcha. gotcha and gotcha. Uh, it's, spoiler warnings for you, uh, uh, Don Johnson uh, plays uh, the police chief, uh, and he is killed in the first episode, I believe. Gotcha. Um, and it's coming to show that he was actually the leader of the Seventh Cavalry. Um, so he is possibly a racist asshole. Okay, um, is what they're kind sure. of saying. Sure. Um, Did although- you see uh, Buster Scruggs? No, I did not see. You Buster have Scruggs. to see Buster Scruggs. I know. Dude. I. I- I keep putting it off. <laughs> I That's don't like, know why. You got to watch that t- when you get home. It is so good. Okay. Best okay. movie I've ever, like, be- best. It's like, 
Probably my second favorite Coen Brothers film. Gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, Tim Blake Nelson plays. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, anyway. Um. So the Watchmen, I think it's it's worth a watch. If uh, definitely worth a watch. Another show that I recently watched um, is Netflix. It kind of just came up out of nowhere, and it's a very unknown property um, or little-known property called Raising Dion, which is a uh, comic book uh, originally, and it's about a boy who turns out to have superpowers. Um, and yeah, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, it just like popped up. And the first trailer that I saw for it made it feel like it was very like cutesy, like, ugh, a mother raising a child right. like type thing, like very Hallmarkish in a ways. Um, and then I ended up watching it and I was like, this is a lot darker than I anticipated it was going to be. Um, and the show is actually pretty good until it gets to the last I just minute. saw a bunch of reviews that were saying. And the last episode of it were just like, it's still interesting, but it was just like, do you mind if I ruin it for you? Or okay. I, I, I'm not so, watching it. So spoiler Spoilers. alert for <laughs> Raising Dion. So what we, how it goes is uh, Dion is like a seven-year-old boy um, who starts to show that he has these powers. Um, he can, he has telekinesis. It seems like he can, uh, teleport, uh, he can clay, uh, create light. And then he can also create like, a uh, a plasma flame ball type deal. I, yeah, I I was just seeing that. Um, and his mother, he's, uh, 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 being raised by a single mother because his father was killed in a storm. Um, and there's mystery behind it. Um, and uh, Jason Ritter plays uh, Dion's godson. So he was uh, Michael B. Jordan is the father of Dion who passed away. And he uh, was best friends with uh, Jason Ritter, okay. um, who is in this show. Now, throughout the entire show, Jason Ritter is playing like the mentor to Dion, helping him kind of like see what he can do. And then also trying to find the mystery and stuff like that. And he works at a company that, uh, tracks storms and tries to figure out ways to like move storms around the country. The weather channel, the weather channel, essentially. Um, you seen their big Jesus. Have you seen their big fucking truck that they just added? No, I did not. I think it's called like the storm chaser. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to figure out like if, this company is related to the death of Dion's father and also why Dion is the way he is essentially. Gotcha. So we're, it's like Mr. Robot. Yeah. So we're, (laughs) we're going through this whole story of everything. And there's this, uh, lightning storm man that is chasing after these individuals that have powers and killing them off. Okay. And it seems to be attracted to Dion for some reason. Well, we get to the end of the, second to last episode, episode eight, I think, and stuff like that. And we come to find out that Jason Ritter is the lightning guy the whole time. Gotcha. He's the big bad. But the way that they played it throughout the entire show up until that point was that Jason Ritter's character was altruistic. Like he was very much like 
for the kid, yeah, for yeah, the mother yeah. and everything. And then he just does a complete 180 out of the air, like uh, out of nowhere and becomes the big bad. And in, in the last episode, like it shows that he's been the big bad the entire time. So, But like the way you describe that to me, obviously I haven't spent eight episodes yeah. with him being an altruistic person. Like that, that seems villainy. To, to like play. Yes, but the way that Jason Ritter played the character, there was no sign. There is, that, the, yeah, like 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 the best mysteries are the ones that you can solve yeah, before it turns yeah, itself exactly. like for it. Because there was no sign of him being a bad guy at all throughout gotcha. the episode. So it, was, it just because didn't feel what deserved. his ultimate goal was to be healed from this. So the reason why they got powers, his father had powers as well. His father was actually killed by Jason Ritter's character. Okay. Um, so that was another blow of like, what the fuck? Um, but they uh, they went to Iceland during this Aurora Borealis moment, and yeah. meteor shower happened, and it hit the ground and caused radiation, and all the people that were in that area ended up being affected by the radiation, and they ended up getting power. Um, Jason Ritter was in, was in a yurt, that was protected by the radiation, sure. but that's what he said. But it come to find out he was actually hit by multiple meteors. Um, and it was causing him to be sick and he was eating these super, uh, super powered people to keep him from getting sicker and stuff like that. But then he finds out early on that Dion could heal him. Gotcha. But he doesn't really dumb. go anywhere with it. <laughs> It did become dumb. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. There was some yeah. very cutesy, cutesy moments. Yeah. Like some logic had to be like dismissed and stuff like sure. that. Why the fuck would you do that type of situation? But it was just like it was. It was a pretty decent show. It's stuff that was could be forgivable huh. and stuff like that. Okay. Until it got to that last moment where it right. revealed that Jason Ritter was the bad guy, and it was just like, ah, eh, fuck off. Yeah. Did but you, did you finish it? I did finish, did you finish it. it out? I did finish it. Um. I will say that I am very impressed with a lot of the performances in it. Sure. Um, especially Dion. Dion felt like a, like it, he felt like a real little kid and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. so did two good, of the other Good ones kid actors, man. Yeah. That's all we need. Yeah. Um, and I, if they do make a second season, I probably will watch it because they did set it up uh, pretty good for yeah. a second season yeah, yeah. to where uh, a little boy that has um, uh uh, psychic powers. He can read uh, other people's minds. Yeah. Um, because seems to become the big bad and stuff like that. Same age as Dion too. And so it'd be kind of cool to see like, to see how that super out. villain, superhero battle between two little two ki- kids. Yeah. Like two yeah. kids. Cause yeah. I'm sure that would be like wildly imaginative. That's cool. Um, I don't know what made me think of this. And I, I, I kind of kick myself for not, Remembering what you said that made me think of it, I'm really excited for the Society season two. I'm, I'm waiting Dude, for that. When man. is I'm it waiting, gonna get I'm released? I want breath. it to I'm be released. Fucking breath so bad. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. That so. show was so good, so and the good. reason the reason why is because I can clearly see that the showrunner of it, the creator of it, clearly has a planned route. Yeah. He knows he, what's up. He when really you end, knows what's up. When you end the up. second season or the first season like that, you know he has an idea of yep. where he wants to take that. Yep. So I, I got, I, I'm waiting, man. I, I'm, Even though there's some issues with it and stuff like that, and there's some like, 
there is things in there where it's like you do got to let the logic kind of like there's got to be areas where you got to set aside belief to make it happen. But the show does such a good job of putting these characters in the situation that they're in and letting chaos wreak havoc. And they did not pull punches. No, they did not pull punches in that. It felt like season one of the 100. Or yeah. season two, ultimately. I, I think season really two is seen, better than one. I've only seen one episode of the one hundred. Before 100. the before the one hundred got bad, it was really good. Yeah, uh, but I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm I am to too. I, I really good. because there's some like there there's some shows that I'm looking forward to, um, uh, and 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 the Society season two is definitely one of them. That's that's up there. Uh, I want to see another. Uh, I want to see another. Chernobyl type show, although yeah. I know we probably won't see that until later twenty twenty, yeah. probably. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know, like what you had said, it just really made. Yeah, me, the society we're gonna have to wait till twenty twenty. It looks like. Yeah, probably um, they're not getting a December release, which yet. which sucks. I'm like, god damn it, I yeah. want it so bad. I do want that for sure, really bad. But I'm okay. I'm okay with waiting if it means they're doing it right. Yeah. Yep. Even though that's like a smaller budget kind of show, it looks yeah. like, and they don't need like as many resources to do that. Yeah, they, they don't really got to just... do Stranger Things type deal with it. Where right, they definitely have a. They could get weird because they. They could. It looks like they already did. Yeah, a little bit. They we're we're messing with some alternate dimension yep. kind of shit or something like that. Uh, but I don't know. It's cool. Like, there's enough mystery in there where I'm like sitting at the edge of my seat just uh-huh. thinking about it. Being like, it definitely oh, has a Lost type feel to it. Yeah, I never watched Lost. Lost so. was great for the first three seasons, <laughs> and then it went eight, <laughs> really, yeah. fourth, and then fifth and sixth was just like, especially six, you're just like, what the fuck? Right. Like, what's going on here? About about as about as good as Game of Thrones season eight. Oh did. no! <laughs> so are you saying it did worse or better? Uh, I think it probably was on par, like <laughs> with with like this is what it led to, yeah. really? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, Damn. type thing. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to the society. Um, so yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it real bad. Uh, the last thing I just want to touch on is is Downton Abbey movie. Uh, yeah, way behind. Uh, I don't want to dive into it too deep, just because I don't have a lot of back and forth that I can do with you because uh-huh. you didn't really love it. Uh, the the show at least, but uh, seeing a show like you said at the beginning of the episode. That's as technically good at at that's like as technically good as it is on yeah. television mm-hmm. brought to the big screen with a movie budget was staggering. Okay, some of the shots in that movie were like some of the best scenes I've seen in a movie. Really, the, the score was insane. Yeah, like the the they they redid the theme song and they touched it up and everything like that. But but like just seeing them shot on like video or like movie aspect ratio mm-hmm. and like because they were shooting a movie, Julian Fellows was allowed to like do more. So we saw shots of the house that we've never seen before. Gotcha. And we just like there were new places that they went to, new castles that they went to, and there was like just stunning like single shots. Um, like just like the choreography of like the butlers and everything yeah. like that, like doing their shit, so good. Like technically, that movie was a ten out of ten for me. So I take it that they almost fucked up the dinner with the royal family, but then ended up pulling it off, right? Sort of, but yeah, it, it was mostly focused on the downstairs. 
that gotcha. that movie was. So like the the conflict, yeah. So the royal family is coming, obviously. Uh, the 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 butlers from the palace show up early, and they basically like kick out the downstairs staff, and they're like, "This is our fucking show. Stay out of our way." Uh huh. The downstairs was like, "No, this is our fucking house. Stay out of our way." So like there was that feud between. The oh, two okay, of them. gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then. Uh, the upstairs, uh, Mary, who's who's the head of the household now, mm-hmm. she's struggling with like being like is the the main theme of like the upstairs of of uh, Downton Abbey was like can this lifestyle feasibly work? Yeah, like is this a thing that can continue to happen? And they constantly make references to like, well, my grandparents lived like this, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we can like like the future's coming. We have to change yeah. with it. Uh, and so Mary was struggling with that a lot in this movie. So like, <clears throat> but like there's this one spoiler alert. There's this one side plot to the movie uh, where Tom, who is one of the downstairs people who mm-hmm. had married one of the upstairs people's daughters and he came up into the household and he became one of like a fan favorite, but he was an Irishman and like, he was the driver, right? He was the driver. Yeah. 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 Um, he he was like uh, famously Irish and very very much left leaning on the pol- political scale, yeah. um, and so like when Republican democracy of the crown comes in, yep. uh, everyone thought that like Tom was going to be like throwing eggs at the queen or something yeah. like when she came around. Well, but them then, like, Irish and English, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially then. You know what I mean? Um, so like at the beginning, you have this guy who meets with Tom. And then, like, there's this, like, epic James Bond-style chase scene where, like, the guy's trying to shoot the queen. Oh. And, like, Tom beats the fuck out of the guy and, like, takes the gun and he gets arrested. And then they, like, go back to tea. (laughs) It's, like, the most... What? It was the most, like, forced dramatic tension movie that I've ever seen. So, like, that was the weakest point of the story where I was, like, watching the whole time, like... What are they doing? Like, well, why they have is this to. It's, it, they're in a big theater. They gotta have some. They sort have to of have some sort of scene. spectacle. Yeah. So he like tries to shoot the queen, but other than that, like it was a perfect movie, and it was actually one of those things where like I didn't want them to do a Downton Abbey movie because I thought the way they ended the show was perfect. Yeah. But now that I've seen one, I'm like, they gotta do a. They gotta do a. Uh, a what was that? Oh, why am I drawing blank on the like the classic mother daughter show? Uh, that they did four movies with recently on Netflix. Like, classic show. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like the mother and the daughter. Uh, the, the, I think the mother's, like, divorced or something, so they, they live alone. She's got the really rich parents. Uh, 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 this is going to drive me nuts. Why don't I remember this? I loved the show. Uh, speaking of me being more in touch with my yeah. feminine side. Um Gilmore Girls. Oh, gotcha. Gilmore gotcha. Girls. Uh, I kind of hope they do like a Gilmore Girl thing where they do like four movies of Downton Abbey. Okay. Be like four seasons of Downton gotcha. Abbey. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was a 9 out of 10. Would have been a 10 out of 10 if not for that like chasing gun scene. Gun that was scene. really off-putting. Yeah. Like it totally sucked me out of the movie. Gotcha. Uh, but other than that, it was it was outstanding. But, so did Mary come to the conclusion that she doesn't need a handmaid and... All the butlers. No, mm. quite the contrary. Oh. Mary came to the like because like I mean, the downstairs... she came to the conclusion that slaves are good. It's not slavery because they get paid. Yeah, so did all the black people back in the plantations. They got paid as well. Yeah, but <laughs> but I think it's a little different. I think it's a little different. <laughs> but but one of the downstairs people, they were like, 
Mary, you, you, like you're the, the the head of this household. You employ all these people. It's a good thing what Downton Abbey does for like morale in the town and things like that, and people like to come and visit. So it's like you have to change, but you don't just stop. But that was like one of the downstairs people who said that, so it was fine, right? Well, you know, Django Unchained, you know, Sam L. Jackson, you know, black man. He was like, us black folk got to stay in chains because the white man got power. Is that what Sam Jackson said? Basically, he was he was definitely like I haven't seen Django in a while. Um, I think British mannerism houses and giant palaces that. I'm really, honestly, different. totally speaking out of my ass here because I'm a white boy talking about slavery, which, like, I have no real, like, you know. Tie into? Tie into yeah. and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. I just know it's bad. That's fair. Slavery's I'm going to dig you out of this hole. We'll move on past it. That's all I have to say about Downton. Um, it was really good. We will make one last promise for our future. Uh, we are going to keep with tradition of doing our post Thanksgiving Turkey. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited for that. Last year. We, what did we do last year? We did uh, the M night Shyamalama ding dong. That's right. Films. Oh my God. That was a year ago. That was a year ago. Man. Time flies. Yeah. And then the year so this before be we did our, our, our third first, yeah. annual Thanksgiving post Thanksgiving Turkey. Uh, and we are doing the fanatic starring yes. John Travolta and Devin Sawa directed by the one, the only, Fred Durst. And it was most is probably the most offensive movie that's come out this year. Possibly. Possibly, <laughs> actually. And we're gonna talk about it for an hour. Yes. Next week. Woo! So yeah, definitely join us uh there. Uh did you do the uh the handles and stuff like that? Social media? Yeah, I'll, we'll just it's gonna be weird. Okay. It's gonna be awkward gotcha. no matter what. Uh here is a jump cut. To the Twitter handles. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out like halfway through your laugh. So that it's just even worse. Um, we never tweet, but follow us on uh, Twitter at KN Nerds. Um, do we Facebook? Do you Facebook? I do Facebook. Hell yeah, you Facebook. I haven't Facebooked in a while because we unfortunately we haven't, haven't, we haven't had anything content. to Facebook about. So. Twitch actually does Facebook. So Facebook.com forward slash Know Nothing Nerds or search for Know Nothing Nerds on Facebook. Uh, we are on SoundCloud primarily, but you can find us basically wherever you get your podcasts, except for Spotify. Yep. Uh, by just searching for Know Nothing Nerds. Uh, go listen to our other episodes in in the past uh, to kind of hold yourselves over until then. I uh, hear our It podcast was popping. Yeah, uh, two hundred plus our most listens. Viewed, our yeah, most viewed episode. That's pretty insane. Um, right now, I'm, uh, I'm digging that on a, on a C minus movie. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. What, like our most viewed episode <laughs> was, but but anyway, good. It feels so good to be back. Yes, for uh, sure. And I know I say that every time, but this time I think we actually have the grounds to actually kick this. Correct. thing up again yep. uh so we will see you guys next week uh with our with our turkey day uh of the year yeah um, and other than that i hope you guys do good out there yeah me too bye bye